A quick note for today's episode. The interviews were recorded during quarantine, so please excuse any background noises or odd glitches caused by the realities of remote interviews during the pandemic. I awoke on the morning of Sunday, June 7th, 2020, groggy and hungry. I found my phone to check the time, not that I had anywhere to be, and I'd received an article from a friend. The headline of the article was, The search is over. Forrest Fenn has confirmed that the treasure has been found. I was surprised. I was shocked. 2020 has been a year full of twists and turns, but I never really expected for this announcement of all announcements to come. But I kept reading. The article said, quote, Forrest Fenn, an 89-year-old Santa Fe author and artifacts dealer, said his treasure chest hidden in the Rocky Mountains in 2010 was found last week. It's true, Fenn told the New Mexican in a phone call Sunday, adding that the finder of his chest located the valuable goods, quote, a few days ago. Fenn wouldn't say where the treasure was found or who found it. The guy who found it does not want his name mentioned. He's from back east, Forrest said adding that it was confirmed from a photograph the man sent him, then declined to produce the photograph on Sunday. So when I read this article, I became dubious again. Ben was nothing but vague in his announcement. Also, the only source of information about the treasure, again, is Fenn himself. I wanted hard evidence. After 10 years of poems and clues and hats, this was it? What does this even mean? As my day progressed, I got more and more messages from my friends and family telling me that the treasure had been found. Some said this in earnest, while some just chuckled because of how flimsy the story was. Eventually, CNN even picked it up. Somewhere deep in the mountains north of Santa Fe, an 11th century treasure box filled with millions worth of gold, emeralds, and antiquities has finally been found. And online, a community of treasure hunters is going And then it wild. got picked up by ABC. It took nearly a decade, but a famed million-dollar treasure hidden in the Rocky Mountains wilderness has finally been found. The bronze chest was originally buried by a New Mexico author and antiques dealer. Eventually, every major news outlet picked up the story. I thought about all this, and I decided to talk to someone who was plugged into the treasure hunting or searcher community. What did they know about it? What did they even think about it? I reached out to Chance the Treasure Hunter, who I first met in 2018 when I accompanied him on a treasure solve. I say that of all my states that I've searched in, I really hope that when he posts the solve and it's, you know, wherever it's at, I don't want it to be anywhere that I've looked. And I've looked a lot of places. <laughs> After Chance lamented a bit about not finding the treasure, I asked him what the word on the proverbial street was about the treasure amongst the Forest Fen searching community. It's definitely, um, like I think I told you in that text, it, it's half and half. You, you've got people that are um, happy, I guess in essence, that, that the, the chase is over. Um, I guess there's a, a sense of relief that, hey, I, I wasn't out spending money or doing this for now, again, we, we got to wait these couple of days to make sure that he, he's going to say where it's at and post the 100% solve, right? Which I believe is going to happen from all the inside knowledge. Um, but 
let's pretend that happens. You got people that are, are saying that, you know, I, it sucks. It wasn't me. That's sad. Uh, but on the, on the flip side, Hey, happy that I was out there actually looking for something when there was a little piece of, of doubt in my head that is this really happening? Did he, did he lie? Is it out here? Cause so many people have tried and not found it. And then you got the other half of the community that, oh man, it's, it, it's been perfectly put like, uh, you know, the, the steps of death, um, how there's the, the steps of death, there's grief, there's um, denial, <laughs> and there's acceptance and grieving and all that kind of stuff. Denial is absolutely huge right now. You got half of the community that is, nope. Yeah, they, they went from, yeah, I was looking for it. I did all these boots on the ground to, you know, it's a hoax because he would have told us day one, which was, I don't know, 36 hours ago. Um, he would have told us 36 hours ago where it was at, at least the state, something. And all he's saying right now is that's found by some guy. He, he said a him, so we know it's a, a you know, at least a, a male. Um, and that the male wants to stay anonymous. So they can't accept that. And to them, it now has gone from, I went from believing to it's a hoax. I wanted to know how Chance could still believe in this treasure. What makes him keep believing in the word of Forrest Fenn? You're talking about a dude that was in Vietnam, right? And has a purple heart. I mean, uh, that that character right there just doesn't lend to going out and just absolutely throwing a hoax, even for fun, right? That just, I don't know. And I, I get it. He's vague right now. But on the flip side of that, listen, if, I, if the treasure was mine, well, we wouldn't be having this conversation. I would be absolutely dead silent. I would have deleted everything on Reddit. I would have deleted my Facebook, which honestly, everybody should delete their Facebook anyways. But I mean, everything, social media, background, done. I asked Chance how he'd feel if Fenn never released any more information about the treasure or where it was allegedly found. At the end of the day, Fenn doesn't owe us anything. Um, People are saying, well, yes, he does because people went out and died. And yes, he does because he had this Fenn Breeze and he, uh, you know, he posted this poem and he dealt us. Well, he didn't tell a single one of us to, that you have to go out and find this treasure. He just said that I buried a treasure. Here's a poem and here's what will lead to it, right? Um, hey, by the way, don't go where an 80-year-old man who was almost dead of cancer would not go. After talking to Chance, I spoke with another searcher by the name of Aaron, who also happens to be a lawyer by trade. Really all I did, I, I went to Dow's website and looked because I wanted to see where it was at. I think like everybody else, you know, I, I did the math problem and I got it wrong. I want to see what the correct answer is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it wasn't there. Aaron, like Chance, is a firm believer in the treasure and Forrest Fenn. Um, so, you know, to me, I just see, no, I mean, I have no proof and I, I don't get involved in the online did he leave it? Is it a hoax? I, I don't know one way or another. There's just a lot about the story and the guy. It just has a feeling of plausibility for me. I could tell a little bit better if I spoke to him in person, face to face. Sometimes I'm pretty good like that. Um, but just the whole situation seemed to have an air of uh, plausibility to me, that this would be something that he would do. Um, so I do think it was there. I do think it was found. And uh, it's just the circumstances of the finding and particularly where it was that are that's now very interesting, sort of the end game that I'd kind of known all along could be very interesting depending on where he hid the chest.
Aaron had some choice thoughts about the treasure hunt that were actually very zen. Um, I think it is providing me, <clears throat> although it's not hours and hours of entertainment, it, it, is, it has managed to capture my interest again. I was out. I was done. And now there's intrigue. There's, uh, there's something going on. I, who knows how long that'll last for, um, but at least for a little while. And then if the information ever comes out, I think it will start up again. Um, it's, it's kind of fitting for the whole, I guess, the whole treasure hunt, because I had to take a leap of faith uh, to do this. Um, it was fun for me, and so I was willing to take that leap. Uh, but here we are again, and, and uh, you know the treasure's been found. But nothing, nothing has really changed. We we still don't see anything. We still don't have any location. It, it's all sort of this story that's going on in the background. And and I inserted myself into it for a while and got some enjoyment out of it. And and now I can continue to get some enjoyment by following it. And uh, you know, there's there's legal issues. There's uh, you know, whether or not someone sold the location, when's it going to come out? Um, so the, the drama continues. It, it's kind of like, you know, your favorite season was canceled, but now, now it's been renewed. You know, you get like another small season, you get another six episodes. And uh, that's, that's really kind of how I feel. I just get a little bonus. It, it's like Firefly. Well, okay, I don't get another season, but I get Serenity. I get a movie that comes out. Uh, if you're a firefighter fan at all, I don't know. In the days since I spoke with Chance and Aaron, I've spent a lot of time checking in on Reddit. Here are some of my favorite posts. This one's from the Reddit user, The Real Neapolitan. There's something wrong with the ending of this movie. This is what bothers me. Forrest told us he spent 15 years a full 19% of his life at the time, almost a fifth of his total years, crafting an elegant, clue-filled poem that he designed to be the seed of legend and myths that would last throughout the ages. He wrote it, rewrote it, and rewrote it again, over and over, tweaking it and reworking it and sculpting it countless times to make it perfect and just so. That poem and the chase together represent the culmination of Ben's life's work. They are his masterpiece, his magnum opus, yet now he has abandoned all of that and elected to just walk away with scarcely a look back simply because some stranger he's just turned into a millionaire says, I don't want anyone to know. Seriously? It's as though Michelangelo had just finished painting the Sistine Chapel after decades of tedious work and officially turned it over to the church, only to watch as some unnamed priest immediately climbed up into the scaffolding and scraped off Michelangelo's name, and Michelangelo's response was only to shrug and say, well, I have to respect that. There's something wrong with this picture, don't you think? This quote is from the Reddit user WildBlue17. And here this user is discussing the discontent that many searchers had expressed about Fenn not announcing where the treasure was found. What a bunch of babies this sub has in it. Forrest doesn't owe you pictures. He doesn't owe you the correct solve. Nobody forced you to participate, nor to invest your time and money. It was his property to do it as he pleased. 
The finder doesn't owe you his solve. He doesn't owe you a documentary or an interview or any sort of information whatsoever. He found the chest, you didn't get over it. Forrest gave us all an adventure and it cemented the legacy of his special spot with the person who figured out his poem, which is all he wanted. And here this user is discussing the discontent that many searchers had expressed about Fenn not announcing where the treasure was found. Karen wants to speak to the treasure manager. That one's my personal favorite. I discovered that there are at least two active lawsuits against Forrest Fenn. One was filed less than two weeks before the announcement, and one was filed the day after the announcement. With the help of attorney Barbara Cowan, I was able to look into both complaints that were filed as they're both public record. The first lawsuit was filed by Brian Erskine and alleges that Forrest Fenn committed fraud. He um, claims in the lawsuit in one of the exhibits that he emailed Fenn and Fenn confirmed that he was within 200 feet of the treasure. He has a diagram of um, where he said he was and where the treasure is supposed to be. And then he also claims that later on when, when Fenn told him, you know, uh, or said something about somebody with being within 200 feet, that he went back to that place and basically like searched a radius around where he had been. Yeah and that he didn't find it then either. So that's kind of the basis of his fraud claims. Barbara pointed out one thing about this lawsuit that I found to be very compelling in terms of leading me to continue to question Forrest Fenn's reliability. The conspiracy theorist slash uh, really coincidental part of that whole lawsuit is that, again, Mr. Erskine filed May 26, 2020. He was served with the papers before Mr. Fenn announced that the treasure had been found. So sometime in between being served with the lawsuit and um, the, the public announcement, that's when supposedly the treasure was found. And so there's you know a fair amount of speculation that Number one, Mr. Erskine is not a party that's new to Mr. Fenn. They've clearly had interactions before because of the December 2019 lawsuit. Referring to a previous lawsuit filed in 2019 by another party that Erskine piggybacked off of before it was settled in March of 2020. After that, Erskine had to file his own individual lawsuit, which he did at the end of May 2020. The timing of the finding of the treasure versus when Finn was served with this newest lawsuit alleging fraud is a little coincidental. That has yet to play out. It's in the initial stages. Um, now the, the fun part, um, I mean, as a lawyer, I have kind of a warped definition of fun, but to me, the, the really fun part of this lawsuit is if it proceeds, if the Arizona um, action brought by Mr. Erskine proceeds, presumably in discovery, Mr. Fenn would have to show, you know, it, that it, the treasure hunt wasn't fraudulent. And if Fenn wants to show that the treasure hunt wasn't fraudulent, then he's going to need to, you know, produce like here's the person that found the treasure here's where it was here's what the actual treasure was you know the photographs that are circulating online are, are ones from years ago about what Fenn claimed was the treasure then but there's 
you know, I understand like a person wanting to hide their identity if they've suddenly come into wealth. Um, but the fact that there's no information about where this was found or what was in it or pictures um, of it. So Fenn had said that this treasure hunter that found it sent him a picture of the treasure. And so to not publish that picture of just the treasure, not, not the person, is a little odd, but um, if the case in Arizona brought by Mr. Erskine goes forward, then in discovery, Mr. Erskine can say, you know, I want to know, show, show me this wasn't fraudulent. Show me where the treasure actually was. Give me proof that, that you hid it there, that it's been there this whole time. Um, you know, you disclose at least on a protected basis the name of the person who found the treasure, when it was found, what was in it, what's the appraised value. Like these are all the things that Fenn would have to disclose to, to show that it wasn't fraudulent. So that will be interesting to see um, if and how that plays out. Honestly, I would love for Ernstkeen's lawsuit to continue, just so that in the discovery phase, Forrest Fenn would have to produce verifiable information that will hold up in a court of law. Moving on, there was another lawsuit filed the day after Fenn's announcement by an attorney in Chicago. I asked Barbara to help me review this lawsuit as well. She's alleging that she solved the riddle, solved the poem, found where the treasure was, and that that the, the person who is claiming to have found it, um, like, hacked into her, like, computer or something somehow, and that he stole her find. Um, it's interesting to me, kind of, like, my first inclination before I read she was an attorney was, like, that sounds a little, um, Perfect. <laughs> yeah. um, and so I was like, mm, but then when I saw she was an attorney, it was like, well, there might be something more to this. Only, and the only reason I say that is that when you're filing something in federal court, like if you're filing something and just so bananas and off the wall, like you can actually be sanctioned, not just through the court, but you can be referred to discipline through the state bar. So if she is like, just totally out to lunch and making this up like that's a lot to stake your professional license on she's filed an injunction to stop the person who actually claims to have found the treasure um, from selling any of it or doing anything with it um, until ownership rights are established so she's basically asking the court to declare her the rightful owner of the treasure on June 16, 2020, three photos were posted on Dale Nitzel's website that were said to have come from Forrest Fenn. The first photo shows an open metal box with several gold items inside. The photo is a close-up, so we cannot see the surroundings. We can only see some grass, twigs, and earth underneath the box. The caption on the image says, Photo of the chest taken not long after it was discovered. The second photo shows Forrest Fenn's arm in a close-up with a turquoise bracelet on. The third photo shows Forrest Fenn in an office of some sort with the box in front of him. Forrest has several items placed on the table around it as if he is reviewing the contents of a treasure. Here's what we can't see. Anyone else in any of the photos or any other evidence of the place where the treasure was supposedly hidden. Forrest Fenn is the only person in any of the photos. 
They don't communicate anything other than that Forrest had the chest in his possession. They don't prove that this all wasn't a hoax. I'm afraid that Fenn's announcement that the treasure was found has not ended the mystery. Unless more evidence is produced and someone can corroborate Fenn's story, I still cannot prove that the treasure was real and that this is not all a hoax. Where the Treasure Lies is written and hosted by me, Michael Figati. All of our music is original and composed by Josue Arias. Our producers are Blair Figati and Josue Arias. We have a special thanks to Christian Makoto Hancock. Please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This greatly helps others find us as well. Also, you can follow us on Instagram with our handle at Treasure Lies Podcast. And if you have any information about Force Fen or the treasure, slide into our DMs or email us at treasurepodcasts at gmail.com. 